This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Great to have your company on this Saturday morning. Jimmy Williams and Paul Hayes will be off the bench. It's exciting times, Hayes. The grand final. We're only one week away without football. Seven more sleeps, and it's going to be an absolute beauty. You can feel it, too, here in Western Australia. The build-up, it's been fantastic. A bit of a shame that we didn't see Port Adelaide come through because there would have been 15,000 South Australians charging across the Nullarbor into (laughs) Perth. We don't see that. But, geez, how hard was it to get a ticket throughout the week? Nine minutes, 180,000 people. I was in there. I was one of those 180,000 people trying to get a ticket. I logged in at 9.32, and it told me that I was 68,000th in the queue. Suffers to say, I missed out. How did you go, Jim? You're going to the grand final. That's exactly what I want to do for the dig. 25 minutes early in line on Ticketmaster, Hayes, and I was 35,000th <laughs> in the queue. I had no chance. I was 68,000. Oh, record-breaking. Mm. Uh, most uh, most in-demand ticket in town, I think. Ticketmaster come out and said 180,000 People were trying to log on. It broke all kinds of records. There were people. There were people that lined up and actually managed to get the the uh, the ticket in your hand. Did you see that? I did. They got there early, and that's how it was done in the past. You actually wanted to go. You got there early. You camped out. But it's all done online. Naturally, a lot of it these days. But look, I think it's fantastic, and I just hope that all those people that got the tickets that they take up that offer and they go to the AFL Grand Final. I don't want to see scalping. I don't want to see tickets that were brought for four hundred dollars being sold for twelve hundred dollars. I don't think that's fair. We've got the rules in place, but it's going to be a cracker of a game. And before we get to that, we've got the Brownlow medal tomorrow night. That's going to be fantastic. Look, I'm going to go with Clayton Oliver here. I think he'll get it done. Jack McRae, though, I'm bullish on him from the Western Bulldogs. I love this guy. And he just gets possessions every single game. He's eligible for votes most games because the Bulldogs were successful. I know Bontempelli and others will take votes, but look out for him. But it promises to be a beauty. But I'm going to go Clayton Oliver to get over the line. I reckon there'd be a lot of fantasy fans listening to the show, Hayes, who would be loving. Jack McRae had an amazing season. He, he More possessions it. than anybody yeah. in the history of the game. Yeah, he's an outstanding player. Unfortunately for him, I don't think he will catch the attention of the umpires enough to win the Brownlow medal. He'll certainly pop. When you got got a guy like Marcus Bonson and mm. Pelly, who was really clutch in some big moments, and maybe that was fresh in the umpires' minds at the end of the game, and maybe he just pinches a couple of votes and turns you know, Jack McRae's twos into ones or threes into twos or who knows. But I think it's going to be a fascinating Who are you now. going for? I'm going to go, I think Clayton Oliver will win, and I think right behind him will be Jack Steele from St Kilda. Wow. And, of course, I know there's people big on this. Ollie Wines from Port Adelaide. So I think it'll be that top three. Pick the order. Did you get an invite to the Brownlow medal, Jimmy? Uh, I didn't, but I heard a little rumour 
Uh, the great Paul Hazelby, the former Fremantle champion, is heading along to the event. No, that is incorrect. I didn't get invited. Uh, my co-host, Carl Langdon, what? got invited, but uh, it never came through. So, unfortunately, I won't be there. But Ben Cousins will be. And that's fantastic for Ben, his family, WA football, that he is back in the fold after some tough times. If you were lucky enough to get a ticket to the AFL Grand Final, the first ever here in Perth, congratulations. It's going to be a promising event. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free dial before you dig inquiry and earlier this week Carl Langdon and Paul Hazby on Sports Day caught up with the boss, the chief AFL CEO, Gillan McLaughlin coming up next Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams Now Hayes, when it comes to the biggest guests we've ever had on this show, the biggest guests you've ever had on Sports Day, well Gil McLaughlin's got to be one, he's the AFL CEO he's been a busy man, he was kind enough to jump on the program and have a chat with you and Carl about the AFL Grand Final here in Perth. How was lockdown, firstly? Uh, did you survive okay? Fine. I've been living in Victoria. It's sort of business as usual. That's how we live. It, <laughs> Quarantine. Yeah, it's been, um, it's been unbelievable. And, and look, um, as, an, as an industry, and I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in it, it's uh, something that we've been talking about pretty much all year here, in fact, probably two years now, is that uh, how much it's affected the game and how much it's cost the game and what the game's going to look like on the other side when hopefully things start to get back to normal. Yeah, it, yeah there's, there's lots of um, lots to that sort of comment question that other than, what I'd say is that the resilience of our, you know, players, the coaches, their partners, my team, and frankly our supporters has been unbelievable. We've all collectively done what needed to be done. Uh, we made the tough calls, and you know, next year might be lumpy again, but I still think we're going to come out of it really pretty strongly and and well. And you know, whether the scars border in the community sense in the east, I'm not sure, but um, the games done what it needed to do and I'm pretty proud of, of, of everyone including all of the supporters really. Have you ever thought about having three grand finals Gil because I look at how quickly this one sold out today <laughs> unbelievable 180,000 people are online trying to get a ticket uh, it's one of the <laughs> one of the first times that you've ever released tickets to the general public I mean the appetite not only here but we've seen it in South Australia they've got a fantastic facility and we saw it even in Queensland when you had to go there last year it's been it's been incredible and it's been a good example of you know the game outside of Victoria is bloody strong. Yeah, this is a. There's no doubt this is a footy town, and so I mean, um, I, I sort of um, the the energy around this this week is going to be enormous. I guess for, clearly for the people of Western Australia, but for the game, I think we, we certainly got a legacy and a halo out of um, playing so much in Queensland last year, and then having the grand final there. And we're now going head to head with the NRL on Saturday nights and outrating by fifty percent. It's just been enormous for the game. And this is a footy state, and everyone loves it. But there will be residual benefit of that. And this is a, that's a bit of the here in Perth. There will be residual benefit, and I think that's part of the silver lining of COVID, if there is one. That we've been able to have grand finals out of out of out of Melbourne. Now, whether whether it's a three the three grand final thing is 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 I don't know. It's been raised. We've talked about it. It, has, it hasn't had support historically, but, but I can see why you're asking. Gil, you know when Optus Stadium delivers on Grand Final Day, the calls are going to grow louder to move the Grand Final. Occasionally, it may be every five years, ten years. Hypothetically, do you see a time when if our government came to the Victorian government and the AFL and the MCG to say, here's 20 million or 30 million or 10 million or 50 million, whatever the cost may be, that there could be an opportunity in the future to move it around to different states on that proviso? 
Well, I think uh, the, the 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 critical point is there is a long term contract, and I think everyone knows that now. They need to be. They need if any, if you're to vary it, it need to, it clearly needs the support of the Victorian government. And you know, this has been a pretty emotional time in Victoria, and and it's been a bit. You know, Victorians and particularly the Victorian government have taken the losing the grand final finals pretty hard. So I, I think it's it's challenging, but it would be you know we can see the upside if it's possible. But I, you know the. But, yeah, that's certainly at the moment it's a it's pretty been pretty challenging in Victoria. More of Gillen McLaughlin after this. Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back. We're replaying an interview with AFL CEO Gillen McLaughlin, who was kind enough to chat with Carlin Hayes earlier this week. Brad Scott comes in and replaces Steve Hocking. How did you see his time in the role? And he made the big call last year, which surprised a few. And me and Carl have had some arguments throughout the year about the manning of the mark. And look, scoring hasn't increased, but we've never been talking about the state of the game this year. And I think that is a positive. I think Steve needs some uh, credit for doing that. Yeah, Paul, I think I think that's all. You, that the, all that needs to happen is the scoreboard because people can have subjective views about this or that. But in four years' time, in four years, he made a number of changes. No lines, no anything. They're changes about interpretation mostly. And this year, whether you look at the scoring, I just think the footy's back like it was ten or fifteen years ago. We're not talking about the footy. You always get good games and bad games, but the footy generally is really good. And I just haven't had been in any media interview where I've discussed the state of the game once this year, whereas four years ago, when he arrived, was every second interview. And so I just think you've got to look at what the product... Uh, his, the product when he left, which is an accumulation of... In his influences, all the little things he brought to bear. I think if, that, if, you, if you say, OK, well, you're not talking about the product and ratings are the highest in history and the game's never been more interesting, well, I think he's got to take his share of credit. The, the thing that does my head in, I don't know how the umpires go, stand! Like every time you hear stand and then nominating the ruck skill, if they can't work it out by now, it's third man up, then bad bloody luck, I reckon. Just pay a free kick. I know. There's some stuff you go, that's annoying or whatever, but it, but you don't really, the stand thing is not, I think it's pretty unobtrusive. Similarly, now the third man, they've sorted out. And if that's the scale of the issues, then I reckon, again, it reflects the fact that in a macro sense and a substantive sense, he did a hell of a job. Now, we always make, get a few things wrong or there's things we could do better but I reckon where the game's at now and the level of interest is all-time levels and I think I think you know he's been in a tough job and I reckon you need to acknowledge it also that he made the tough calls and he and he made I think change for the better. We're not just getting the grand final we're getting the Brownlow medal as well can you talk through how this will be structured to protect the players from COVID and also Ben Cousins accepting your invitation to come back into the AFL fold that is a positive. I think it is. Hopefully, you guys are coming. Um, yep. It'll be, it, you know, this is a great thing to have what is one of the big, you know, it's certainly the biggest night on the AFL calendar and um, to have it in Perth. It'll be a hybrid, you know, physical and virtual event that'll be hosted out of Melbourne. I'll be calling out of Perth, really. There'll be players in the room like Ollie Wines and others who are now not in contention and who can get here. And then for the teams, whether we're being extra cautious or not, but that's just how we've lived for 18 months. We'll have them in, you know, you know, they're, they're in those, they've, they've lived in under protocols and in a semi-bubble pretty much for 18 months. And, that, and we're just cautiously doing that. The winner will come out. If the winner is in that room, they will come out and come on stage and we'll have the right measures in place. So, you know, the broadcast won't know as much difference. They won't, they'll be in the room and it's, I guess it's just caution, really.
Of course, tomorrow night, the Brownlow medal here in Perth. I never thought I'd be saying that, but I absolutely can't wait. That was a sports update for Novus. There's a Novus near you, 13 22 34. Don't let your old windscreen end up as landfill. Call Novus Glass, 13 22 34. Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. All right, Hayes, let's get into the Western Bulldogs camp. Of course, they're one week away from their grand final against Melbourne here in Perth. And Jamie Maddox, their head of player development, was kind enough to take some time out to assess how their injured players are going and will they play in the grand final. We do let you out only to train, though. Can you tell us about the training sessions and tell us how Alex Keith and Cody Waitman and also Latham Vandermeer have fared in those sessions? Yeah, so so far, so good uh, since we've landed in Perth. Uh, all three have, have got through their work that they needed to do. Obviously, probably off to the side from the main group at the moment. Um, Cody's been slotted back in seamlessly. Obviously, with his head knock, it's not going to keep him out from uh, any, any, any other games besides the uh, one he's already missed. And Keithy and Lath will progress during the week. Uh, we'll have a session tomorrow, and no doubt they'll be uh, out there amongst it. Cody's been very important as a forward. I thought in the last couple of weeks he was one of your most important. And, look, he has been keeping Jason Johannesson out of the side. Uh, talk us through the season for Jason because we know him as a Norm Smith medalist. He dominated from the back line, but he's had a role change and it hasn't been easy, but he's played it well. And when he's been called upon, he's been able to deliver. He has. You know, that, that old uh, adage that, you, you know, speed kills and, and JJ's got that in spades. And his ability to turn nothing into something in front of goals and not just score them himself, but also just his speed takes other defenders' eyes off what they need to be doing and our other guys uh, reap the benefits because of it. So he's been really important um, coming on as a sub when he's done that, but also when he's played full-time forward throughout the year. So it's going to be a tough decision to make in the next couple of weeks about who may have to miss out if there's any injuries or if there's excess players to try and fit into 23. So it's going to be a tough one. He's going to be stiff. He's played 24 of the games this year. Cody Waitman, though, uh, he's kicked uh, 26 goals, 13 from the 15 matches. As Hayes said, he's been so important. And look, when you think about Cordy, who played in the grand final in 2016, and Keith up to what he was doing to the point where he missed out, he'd been so, so good. I mean, his one-on-one efforts against his direct opponents was something that was um, being lauded, and he was right Right up there with the very best in the competition. So, tell you what, I wouldn't like to be picking this team right now, mate. If they're all fit, no. Well, at the same time, it's what a great problem to have when you're at the uh, in the grand final and you've got everyone available, your best squad ready to go, and you, you can pick your pick your best 23. Um, obviously, it's not great luck for the rest who miss out, but the whole group's been so uh, full of energy and adulation for their teammates as we've gone along the whole year. So, nothing will change there. And, and with Cody, you know, his his ability to develop. Uh, uh, last year was really hard in the hub, him coming to learn how to be a professional footballer and how to simplify things and filter things out and focus on what he had to do. You know, he's gone to you know incredible levels this year and he's been really important for us. The head of player development for the Western Bulldogs, Jamie Maddox there, kind enough to take some time out as he prepares for what's going to be a massive week, AFL Grand Final week. It's coming to Perth. It's a sellout. The tickets went as fast as anything. It was impossible, well, nearly impossible, to get your hands on some. And if you were lucky enough, congratulations. I hope it's a massive day and a massive week for everybody in the state of Western Australia. How exciting. The AFL Grand Final haze here in Perth next week. That's all we've got time for. Great to have your company. Take care. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.